Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Those first few years of marriage can be so exciting and so full of change, and sometimes there are challenges even that you might not see coming. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife Erin, and um, you both shared such great stories about those first years of marriage and unexpected obstacles. Uh, Give us some ideas about challenges that really surprised you the most. I'd say what comes to my mind first and foremost is how much conflict we had. I had no idea that we would have that much conflict. Of course, we had no idea what we were doing and how to have a, a productive, um, healthy conflict, as well as I had no idea how much growing up I had to do. And I, I mean, I came into marriage, I think I was 23 years old and thought, you know, I was a labor and delivery nurse and delivering babies and I was pretty mature. So I thought... But then I was shocked moving away from home, moving to a new state, all the changes that came with that, a new job. Greg was in school, just recognizing how selfish I was and how much growing up I had to do. I totally agree. I heard someone say one time that parenting, so becoming a parent will reveal how angry you are Hmm. and marriage will reveal how selfish you are. And it just takes years to really go from thinking and behaving as a single person, kind of about me, what I want, to really learning how to function as, as, a, as a team. Yeah. And I think couples expect that, oh, that we, we're married now, we're, we're a team, and thus we, we will function like one. It, it truly, John, takes years for that to happen. So on one hand, expect that there are going to be some challenges around just how do we behave like a team versus, you know, this is what I want. This is the way I've done it. Wait, what you want to do it? How there's just going to be a natural rub there for, for some years, but, but you will figure this out at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I have to admit, I mean, as, as we're talking, I'm thinking I was surprised how bad a teammate Dina was. She would not do the things that I knew were right. I mean, I, I had the right way to do everything and she couldn't, she couldn't get with the program. It took a while for me to figure that one out. You know, she listens to this. So she's going to hear this. Actually, she doesn't listen. And it has been 35 years <laughs> since we uh, started hanging out together. And um, I think we've both helped each other immensely through some challenging times. and uh, yeah, Iron sharpening Yeah, iron. something like that. Okay, so let's go ahead and hear how Ryan and Selena Frederick described their marriage as fierce. Uh, maybe some of our conversation at this point makes you think of some times where there was some conflict, some uh, fierceness. Here's part of a conversation Jim Daly and I had with them. Ryan and Selena, welcome to Focus. Thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank you for having We're us. Glad to this be here. is big. I mean, yeah. uh, have a fierce marriage. That's a big statement <laughs> and yes. a big book. I mean, that's daring for you guys to write it. Ryan, uh, you first met Selena when you were, I think, in eighth grade. Is that right? You can yeah. remember who you met in eighth, eighth grade. grade. Well, that's good. I can't forget her, that's for sure. <laughs> good answer. But, yeah, I, uh, How I, did you go from eighth grade classmates to romantically inclined, uh, what, teenagers <laughs> or 20 somethings? Uh, well, it took some time. I had to kind of get my act together because... Oh, good, Selena. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. Way to pull it out of them. I didn't actually introduce myself 
till I think two years later. That's kind of normal for guys, yeah. right? <laughs> a soft distance. You're still on two wall. years to work it out. You know, it's being on the wall at the junior high oh, dance, exactly. right? You never yeah. get off the wall. <laughs> and I still had like braces and bleached hair. I was in the, like the Northwest grunge scene, you know, and she was way out of my league. But yeah, took some but time. How, seriously, how did? It's always good to hear a story like this. And mm-hmm. you guys are a young couple, so it's wonderful to hear that the Lord still works through schools mm-hmm. to bring people there together you go. for marriage. There you go. Yeah. But I mean, you're junior high, right? Eighth yeah, grade. he visited in junior high, the school okay. that we were going to, and apparently he remembers me. I remember the game we were playing in PE because I loved it. <laughs> That's about all I remember <laughs> when he was there. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, he came back a few years later, and the mom, bleach yeah. the bleach hair was gone. He just went to football camp. And oh, so now you notice were, it. Yeah, all the oh, girls braces were, were gone. Girls were all like, oh, he's such a sweet guy. And I was like, who? <laughs> and then um, – we were in uh, advanced English class together, and he started sharing his thoughts, and I, I was very <laughs> overwhelmed by the brain power that was inside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is good. No, he started answering questions, and I was like, wow, he's really smart, and he's... I call it Providence, because my, mo- my mom's an English teacher, <laughs> so oh, no. I had an edge, yeah. How'd yeah. that go? Did uh, she correct your adverb all the time. application, all that? You know? All the time. But Still it, does. Happily, <laughs> not happy. Happily. Yes, yes. Yes. It was even worse having a shrink for a dad. So. Oh, you're kidding yeah. me. English teacher and a psychologist. Yes. Wonderful. Well, that's why you're so well-adjusted, right? Uh, and you can articulate it very well. Hopefully, hopefully. But um, when did you get married? Uh, when we were 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. And right, how, right how were those first couple of years? What were they like? You know what? We were... We dated for four years, and we were friends, really good friends before that. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'd say the first couple of years of marriage were actually really, really fun, other yeah. than what we talked about in our book, where, you know, things kind of went sideways health-wise. But, yeah. you know, we had our, our fights, but it wasn't like this. We were so young, we didn't have our own. I feel like some of our, our clashes, you know, when you get married that first year, um, you kind of are like, oh, your eyes are open to somebody, right? But I felt like we knew each other pretty well. That it wasn't like this, oh, who is this person I'm living with? Or who is this? Right. It re- so those kind of things n- came a little bit later, normal to be annoyances or normal, <laughs> yes. The normal annoyance the of normal, just being with somebody else yes, yes. all I, the time. And we were busy together. We had a lot of things going on. It wasn't until we faced um, some bigger challenges outside of our community, like in our church and different things, that we really came to grips with, oh, you don't believe that? Or I, what, well, how I, it I, I want to get to that like because that. you have a really unique story. You did some things early in your marriage that are a bit different, taking a job in Switzerland, for example. <laughs> yes. uh, how long were you married when you went to Switzerland uh, for that job? Almost. We celebrated our two-year anniversary coming home. So, so that was it. Yeah. I mean, you're two years in yeah. your marriage. You take a job in Switzerland to be an au pair, I believe. To be an au pair and, and ride horses, yep. <laughs> and Ryan gets hired on to be yeah. kind of the ranch hand. Yeah, basically. I was a tag-along hire. Yeah, yeah that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it sounds exciting. Um, what happened? Well, we uh, just finished our college finals. He, Ryan mm-hmm. was very, very sick. Um, but, didn't know but we that. didn't yeah. know it. No, yeah. he just thought he had the flu. Thought it was just a combination of lack of sleep and um, energy drinks and coffee. Yeah, just horrible diet just, during finals. And, you know, and you're whatnot. 20. You can live right. on whatever. <laughs> had his persistent cough, and we just we yeah. She had this you know harebrained idea to get this job as passion. an affair. Passion. I had a passion. A passion. <laughs> you had a passion. You haven't learned that yet, Ryan. Okay, come on. You've written a book here. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a counselor on the line just in case. Yes, <laughs> thank you. It's your dad. Oh, great. No, actually, um, that is, I mean, you know, that is quite brave. What was compelling you to go do this? I 
loved riding horses, grew up doing it, and kind of a You can do a, that in Washington, dream. you know, where yes, you live. <laughs> but it, the biggest dream would be to go overseas and ride in Europe. That's a big equestrian dream. And so I, we wanted to go to Europe after college anyways, and I thought, why not find a job and make it an extended mm-hmm. stay a little bit. So and, you get to Switzerland. Yes. You're married only a year and a half or so or a year and eight yeah. months at this point. You're not feeling well. It's a persistent lethargy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what's going on? Well, yeah, so we land, and I'm trying to work and trying to kind of impress our new boss, and I just have no strength, and I'm coughing a lot like... Fevers. Fevers, and I'm sweating through, you know, a mattress every night. So I took a few days off, and I just wasn't getting better. Mm -hmm. This is a big, important detail, but we bought traveler's insurance, of all things. Traveler's Traveler's health health insurance, insurance. yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I just, we have to go see a a doctor. I need medicine, but I don't want to pay, right? Right. And so we bought this insurance, and I go, and they, they couldn't find out what was going on. So they just gave me antibiotics and painkillers and said, come back in a few days, and we'll, we'll check the levels and all that. And so I started feeling better, and I got back to work, and those kind of kept the symptoms at bay and then uh, until they didn't, right, mm-hmm. until we ran out of the medicine and basically it just took a terrible turn for the worst. Now, Selena, prior to this, you were kind of feeling like Ryan was letting you down, right? Yes. I love that aspect of it because yeah. it's very honest in mm-hmm. the book you write mm-hmm. about that. You were, you know, my bright, handsome husband mm-hmm. is a dud. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm summarizing, <laughs> yeah. but you're, you're really internalizing Yay, this now. I was now. battling so with that You're on the adventure sure. of a lifetime. Yes. You're riding horses yes. in Switzerland. Yes. And you're living your dream. Yes. Uh, yet, Ryan's not stepping up. Yes, it, that's how you felt. I yes. don't want to overstate it, but what that, was no? Going that on was there? my internal dialogue: was how can I help you meet what I want to do? How can I bring you along? Like, what can I do? How come we can't like make this work? What's going on? Our boss thinks you can't work. I mean, I know you're sick, but can you just pull it together a little bit more? You can't for be. That, me? You can't be that sick. Yes. It seems pretty common for the unexpected to happen during those first few years of marriage, Uh, probably not typically as serious as the illness that Ryan experienced, but um, couples will be surprised and perhaps frustrated by what takes place. Greg, what's your advice for couples who don't want um, that challenge, whatever it is, physical or emotional or financial, to become a strain or um, even a tearing point in the relationship? Yeah, you have to deal with those issues as they're happening. I know you don't want it to happen. I know it was surprising, like their illness. And and yet so many couples sweep that stuff under the rug. They avoid it. They don't deal with it. They just try to cope by just, let's just move on. And that's the worst thing that you can do. We, we know a young couple that uh, Aaron and I mentored a while ago that, that, that the, the, the guy just was frustrated as some things were happening in the marriage, just didn't say a word or he tried, but you know, nothing really came from that. And he just allowed that to build resentment. That resentment turned into bitterness. That bitterness became a hardened heart. And all of a sudden he wants out of the marriage Hmm. And, and simply because he made a choice at some point that I'm not going to raise this issue or I'm not going to really raise it in a way that that she will understand that this is a big, big deal. And that's why if we're going to deal with this, these challenges that inevitably are going to happen, you know, this, this side of heaven, we're all going to go through tough times and mm-hmm. things that we wouldn't expect otherwise. And it's just, it has to start from a deep belief that I'm not going to sit on this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to let that 
be swept under the rug so that it turns into resentment, which will really, really impact, negatively impact that marriage. So deal with this stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we're adults. We have to rise to the challenge of uh, facing down some of this hard stuff or the relationship is in peril. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to surround yourself with community. This is exactly why we need others. So when, Mm -hmm. if there is something that's frustrating you and you're not wanting to bring it to your spouse, but you go to this, this person or you go as a couple to this couple and say, we're struggling, I'm hurting. You know, it's, it's so important that that person can listen and to care for you, pray for you, but then direct you back to having that conversation. So often someone will come and they'll just want to dump. And then, you know, you, as a, as a good friend, you think the best thing I can do is just hold that and not encourage them to go back to their marriage. Always, always encourage that person, unless it's something that's a unique scenario. If it's a, if it's, I'm frustrated that the bed's not getting made. I'm frustrated the way he's spending money. Encourage them to go back and have an honest conversation or encourage them to go to counseling and to enlist the help of a, a, of a licensed Christian counselor to sit and, and help navigate that difficult conversation. Yeah, John, we performed this, this couple's wedding in, in, in the middle of the service, kind of had this couple go off and they did communion on their own so that, that Aaron and I could, could really speak to the, the, the congregation, yeah, the, the, the group there, the, the is family, the friends, yes. in, in really instructing them, you're here. And we're asking if you will make a commitment that, that you will celebrate all the milestones and all the good that this couple's going to experience, but actually more importantly, that you're going to be there in their face as they go through hard times Mm -hmm. and that you're going to fight for their marriage and you're not just going to passively watch one or the other kind of harden to heart and and walk away from this relationship. And, and that's why, you know, for, for those of us who are our parents of kids who will get married as our friends are getting married, we, we, we need to be willing to suspend harmony at times and in, in, in really challenge that couple. I mean, I like hearing what you were saying. You know, encourage them to go get help. I would even take it one step further and say, grab their arm and walk them <laughs> into a counselor's office. Mm. I mean, they, they, they will need those around fighting for their marriage. Yeah. yeah, I had a friend who was struggling through a difficult time, and he wasn't sure their marriage was going to make it. And he thanked me for being there and fighting. He used that word fighting for their marriage. I, I prayed, I encouraged, I supported, I held it all in confidence. Um, we prayed a lot, uh, Dina and I, but uh, there was a good ending to that one, but we can't do it alone. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. uh, the scripture, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I often add, and discourage, but as you were speaking, I was thinking, steal, kill, destroy, and divide. Mm. And don't let the enemy do that to you and your relationship, no matter how bad it is. Uh, there's hope and there's help here at Focus on the Family. Uh, reach out to us. Let us uh, be of assistance to you, whether it's a little thing or a big thing. Uh, we've heard it all. We're here to help. Uh, we're a phone call away. We'll have that number in the show notes. And we'll also have a copy of the book Fierce Marriage by the Fredericks, which we'll send to you for your donation of any amount to Focus on the Family today. Again, details are in the show notes. Next time, more of Ryan and Selena's story. And until then, I'm John Fuller on behalf of the Smallies and the rest of the team. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.